Welcome to Your Inspired Journey. I'm Carla Andrews, and I have the wonderful pleasure of being here with Shamika Braithwaite. She is a phenomenal speaker, a poet, and an educator. But what's beautiful about what it is that we're going to connect with is about passion, presence, and of course, productivity. She is here to help you and strategize, really making a work-life balance work for you. How are you, Shamika? I know you have so much to tell us, but I mean, I'm going to let you start off by telling us who you are and how did you get connected to doing all these wonderful things? Thank you so much, Carla, for inviting me here today and have a moment to speak with your audience. Um, I've been working originally in the fashion industry, and it was a passion of mine since I was a young girl. And working in the industry and having a dream, the reality, it just did not work out. I was working from nine o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night, every single day. Yes. And I lived in New York City. Yes. You say nine o'clock to 10 at the location or you were doing work in between from working at home and at the location or you were at work? Now, I was physically in the office working from nine in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. And what I was doing as a tech designer, I would interact with people from all over the country. So Mm. our offices in China, it would be nine o'clock in the morning for them. And when they saw that I was still answering emails at nine o'clock at night, which was their morning, they will just swarm on me and say, oh my gosh, we have her live here. You don't have to wait another day for, to receive a response. And it would just, it was never ending. Get on the train from Manhattan all the way to Brooklyn. That was over an hour commute just to wake up and do it all over again. So that was my life. It was mm. really just overworked. Uh, high stress. I really did not feel I was always criticized on under performance improvement plans where my supervisor said, I don't even know how you even lasted this long here. So it was just that type of environment. And I really wanted for myself a balance. So this was before mommy time or this was after? This was before mommy time. This was before I met my husband, before before I got married. If I stayed in my previous career, I would not have time for a social life. (laughs) You would have a husband and kids. Yeah. Wow. And look, that's another conversation in itself because that does happen um, where a lot of times we, we get so focused on our career or our work or whatever it is that we're pursuing, right, or seeking and then we look up and it's, it's a different story. So uh, it's interesting that, like you mentioned, you're you're working 9 a.m. You have to get there. Of course, uh, that's a whole hour before 8 a.m. So I'm sure it doesn't take you two minutes to get ready. So you're at 7 a.m. possibly, right? Yes. And then 10 o'clock, you're leaving this office and you're heading back home 11 o'clock. And then, you know, I'm sure ramping down for the night. You're at midnight. So you were literally just sleeping, work, sleep, work, sleep, work. Wow. Yeah, that was my life. That was my life for a long time. Um, my priorities were out of order. Um, there was one time I had uh, went to the dentist, I had a root canal. I had to get it fixed. It went bad. I got into the office. By the time I got into the office, I just felt swelling, like in the whole mm. in my upper jaw. 
I just felt swelling in the entire upper region. And you would think at that point, I would say, let me stop everything that I'm doing and then wow. go home. I literally was still in the office working and I just felt this peace that said, listen, if you can't breathe, you can't live. Like that's the most <laughs> important thing. And it was just like a wake up call because like I literally would felt everything closing in. And if I couldn't do that simple thing, nothing else mattered. So that was my aha moment, wake up moment to saying, you know, I need to prioritize myself. I need to find work that I'm passionate about. I got to have work-life balance. This, this is not going to work for me. And, and even if it was work that you were passionate, it sounds like it was an interesting job, right? Yeah. And yes, was, you could be, it was interesting, right? But even if you were passionate about it, a lot of times it's the, the boundaries issue. There's the, the boundaries with life and, uh, you know, living literally. And so I'm, I'm interested to hear like, what made you want to stay so late? I understand that you were taking some calls, but what happened from 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. where you felt that you needed to stay? Did you were you going for after a promotion or before you looked up? It was 10 p.m. Like what was <laughs> happening? What was tell us what was happening between 5 and 10 p.m.? Yes, that's a great question. So number one, I was trying to keep my job because it was always this constant threat that mm. if you didn't perform you would be, you know, you know, you will lose your job. So that, that, that was a fear there. And then also there were always, you know, in this world, especially in the fashion industry, it's a 24 hour industry. You work your full day. When your day is over, the overseas factories in China, Taiwan, India, they're starting their day. So it's this constant flow of um, information, questions, and work that needed to yeah. be done. And at that time, I did not have boundaries established on saying, you know what, enough is enough. Tomorrow's a new day. I would, you know, pick up where I left off. So I didn't have that clear boundary. And in my work ethics, I am, I am a recovering workaholic. I, I believe mm. in working. So for me, it was never a nine to five, but more so a eyes open to eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, or you are so focused on accomplishments. Yeah. You needed to accomplish this task. So you were going through the list. And if the list didn't finish, you were there after because and I'm and I'm assuming that you were on salary, not necessarily getting paid by the hour. Because yeah. the salary, it didn't matter if you work eight hours or 10 hours, you get the same okay. thing. Whereas on an hourly basis, you know, you, you, you'd end up with more, let's say, I guess, overtime, but you were on salary. I was, I was salaried. And mm. I mean, I've learned over the years on how to reverse that, put systems in place, how to, you know, so the average workday is about seven, eight hours. And I've learned now, and it took time through hard lessons to learn how to, like really maximize my day and, and really, you know, implement things that I want to do and enjoy within my workday and still perform exceedingly abundantly on mm. what it is that I need to do on my job. So when it comes to that, that drive, do you feel there was something from something you were proving to yourself, your, your manager, where, where, where did the line blur between those two? 
what was happening emotionally where you find yourself going beyond on a, on a, and how long was, was this going for? How long was it going um, on as far as working from after 5 p.m. to the 10 p.m. time frame? You know, you know what? And, and what is interesting is like, as I look back, and that's the reason why I'm a peak performance strategist, because I realized that going back from high school, when I went to the high school of fashion industries, we only needed to make one garment for the fashion show. I think I made like six garments for the fashion show. Senior mm-hmm. year in college, when I was a fashion design student, we only needed to make six garments for your senior collection. I made 12. And it wasn't because I was trying to outperform or outdo anyone. It was that I just naturally have like this drive, like this energy, like, you know, just just see how yeah, far yeah, I can yeah, go. Yeah. Um, and, and so I realized that skill set in school, you were rewarded for that. You were rewarded, you worked mm. hard and you did that. But when you get into the world of work, it's like, especially I've learned the hard way, especially when you're working in a union environment. Once I had that conversation with my first supervisor, when I started working higher ed and he said, we, we never give anyone exceed expectations. We never give anyone, like if, if it was a 10, you get a seven. And they said, we don't, we purposely don't give anyone higher than that. And once I realized that it kind of mm. changed my perspective because I'm like, wait a second, I'm working three times, four times as hard, you know, harder. And we're all getting paid the same, you know? Yeah, the same. Yeah. So I just learned now how to scale back strategically and not overexert myself. Mm-hmm. So I could still be a Ferrari, but I know I stay in my lane and I follow, <laughs> you know, it says drive at 55, I'll drive at 55. But I know in my potential, I could drive at 150. Mm -hmm. and and of course that can be harmful doing 150 even a car (laughs) driving the ferrari at 150 for six days after a while it just falls apart so even the ferrari goes 55 and every so often not 90 and you know you hear what i'm saying it's like you can't you can't keep up with that pace i mean that's yeah no so it's that's really bad and then that's why you know like you said adding in like presence understanding you know, be still to, 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 you know, meditate and know and be focused and clear. So that's, that's a whole nother. Yes. And you, you came to a really great point. Yes. You cannot operate at that speed all the time. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so there's speed, there's boundaries and really what was the plan? So it sounds like, of course, as you mentioned, you're driven, you're a high achiever, you know, and, you know, sounds most likely your type A personality and so what happens is that this is you can you can uh, go past this this really like this fine line where you are this overachiever and peak performance person. But if you're not careful or if you're not in the right environment, someone can take advantage of that. And then then now you're, you're led to the burnout department. <laughs> so so it sounds like that's where you were heading into the burn in the burnout department. Yes. And I definitely did that. I certainly did get burned out and, you know, really just taking time to reflect and putting into place, like you said, a plan and, you know, and I came up with an acronym, you know, prepare, leverage, accommodate and navigate. 
So as I think about things, you know, what can I plan for? I love the serenity prayer. Lord, grant me the strength to change the things that I can, you know, the courage. I, 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 oh, I can't get it exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the wisdom to know the difference. And it has definitely one of the things that just brings the peace of knowing, you know, how to balance, how to, you know, stay focused. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a journey. It really is a journey. And by doing that, I don't have to be everywhere. I don't have to do anything. Like, it's just like a freedom of just enjoying life. Like you could do more with less, stop burden your schedule, stop putting so much on yourself, just, you know, just focus, you know? Yeah. And, and productivity doesn't mean burning out either. So being productive, if, if on an on a, on a overachiever and been there, done that, uh, an overachiever has to be careful where being busy is not the same as being productive. And this was, this is where a lot of time there's, there's a confusion, right? Where well, you just like, you're, you're just going, going, going. And like, you don't even know where you're going to arrive. You're just moving. You're gone. You're like, you know, in with no really solid plan. So it's important as far as with productivity, a plan comes as part of the productivity. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. Um, you could be, I, you know, I look back, you know, I'm 38 now, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that, but when I was in my 20s, I realized I did a lot of stuff and there were good things that I've done, you know, good stuff that I've done. But looking back, I said, man, I was just doing busy work. I mean, it was good work, but mm -hmm. it was busy work. But if I had like focus and really was clear on what I wanted to accomplish and stay to focus on it, I could have, you know, do a lot of different things. And that's in the past. But now going forward, you know, there's so many great causes. People say, hey, you want to come help out the soup kitchen? You want to help read books for the kids? You want to save the trees, save the cats? Like those those are great, meaningful. If you are a call, everyone has to know what their calling is. If you're called to do that, go ahead. But I just know that it has to be, you know, serving purposefully. So that's something that I'm always trying to keep in mind. Like, is this part of the purpose? Is this part of the plan? Yes. And is it part of the passion? Yes, and the passion as well. Yes. <laughs> because, like, are you passionate about it? Yeah, and because a lot of times you're right. If it doesn't, it's, it's important for all of us to find our calling, to find, you know, what we're destined to do uh, or, or who, who we're destined to be. Uh, I think what happened is once the clarity is not in place, this is where you start running all over the place and, you know, really taking on all these different projects and you have no business taking these projects on. So, that whether it's work or whether it's uh, for pleasure, right? It's the work-life balance is part of that, where you find yourself doing 20 million things. And when you, when you really look at it, 50% is not even aligned with your value, your, your future, your goals. It, it's just, you know what? You were there at the right time. And you lot, like, as you mentioned, you're a giver, you're a server. And next thing you know, you're putting on trees in the middle of Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so yeah, all those things, uh, at the end of the day, what you're saying is productivity is focus. Yeah. If not, it's really busy. Yes, yes, yes. So I've read, I've read some quotes, focus, um, focus on course 
until successful, you know, and just, you know, stay in the course, being focused on that. And that's what I'm learning. I am tempted by distractions all the time. Distraction, there is just like, it comes left and right, distraction, yeah. distractions. But I'm very happy that I have accountability with strong people around me where we keep each other accountable for our goals. And I say, hey, this this opportunity came up and they really helped me to see like, okay, Shamik, do you really need to be doing that or get it involved with that? You know, so you, it's having that accountability as well. Cause sometimes if you just, you know, venture off, yeah, you could, you could end up, like you said, uh, putting out fires in the Amazon. So it's, it's important. <laughs> yes. So it's fantastic. So when you found out you were going through this process in life, learning more about who you are and what it is that, you know, your, your values, if they align with the company or with your future. And so you made this shift. How, how did that come about? How did you, how did you shift away from saying, you know what, this is no longer for me? Did you connect with the supervisor or you just quit? Like what happened? What, what oh, happened with that, with that shift? Oh man, that, that is a testimony there. I, to this day, when I tell people about it, they're like, whoo. Um, so <laughs> right before I resigned, I started taking classes at NYU for coaching. And when okay. I took the class, it was just like, wow, I had found my passion. I found my calling and I tried to sign up for classes and they were like, all the classes are full. It's, there's no more space. And I was like, God, if I could get into this class, I would do whatever. So I got into the class and then it was just like that feeling like, okay, okay. Are you, you know, I did my end of the bargain now, now it's your turn. It's like, okay, so I need you to resign on Monday. So this is a Thursday, by the way, Thursday just happened. I got into the class Monday. I needed to just resign Could get into the office, try to call HR, can't get HR, no one is picking up the phone. I finally get to HR at 4.30 Monday afternoon. She said, give me your resignation letter like right now. I gave it to her. The next day, everybody went to a mandatory staff meeting. They said, Shamika, are you coming to the staff meeting? I said, no. They said, why? I said, I resigned yesterday. They said, you resigned yesterday. What you going to do? I said, I'm going to become a career counselor. I'm going to go work at higher ed, become a career counselor. They all went to the staff meeting and they got laid off. The department was closed. They came back to the office and instantly at that moment, they were like, okay, Shamika, you're like, you're the career counselor. What I'm going to do next? It was like divine timing of being propelled into what it is that I needed to do. I don't know what would have happened. No, I knew what was going to happen. If I did not resign that day, I would have been part of the group, you know, and you have to own your pivot. You, that's the worst feeling to know you are supposed to do something. You being led, being called to do something and you don't do nothing about it. And then something like that happens. That's the worst feeling ever. Like I am so happy that I just, you know, just trust that trust. Inner, yeah. You know, you know, exactly. Just trusting God say, okay, you know, you open up the door for me to get into the school. I'm going to do this. I don't know what's next. I have no job lined up. I'm just going to trust that everything's going to work out. And it did. And, you know, that is how everything launched into the passion over the past 10 years working in this empowerment uh, wow. arena. 
Wow, that's amazing. And this is because you trusted yourself. You trusted yourself and, you know, you were getting the nudge. You know, I'm a person of faith. So, you know, you you felt the spirit telling you to make that move. And yes. you surrendered to that, to that yeah. belief within yourself. It's amazing how we'll believe everything around us, but won't believe our own, you know, our own intuition, our own heart, our own gut. And knowing that that's the right thing to do, but where the fear kicks in. And so you were able to overcome that fear and be able to still take that courageous step of stepping out on faith, literally. And here you are, you're doing what you love and, and, and you're married and <laughs> you have kids because of this one decision. Isn't it amazing how one decision can literally be life-changing? That's amazing. It is amazing. I mean, we all, we all at some level, you know, struggle with fear, like fear is um, false evidences appearing real, but I like to look at it as face everything and recover. So it's yes, I was scared. I was, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I just knew that I was going to face everything and recover at that point. That was the way that face I was going to look at it. And the big, the two big words, face everything, like trying to stick your head in the sand, denying face it face it and get it over with yeah because that's that's what's going to happen eventually it, it, it you have to get over it right it, it's you're not going to face it and stay in that space forever no get it over with right yeah so and then find a solution after so yeah. this is a, this is so now that you your mom your wife you are a career transitional person, you're a strategist, you, you help people put their, you know, productivity to the next level. What do you see for yourself, for your organization, for your company in the future? Um, so right now, I really just see myself just developing the message and empowering people with, you know, learning how to maximize their time because we all only have 24 hours in the same day. If you find anyone that said they know how to have a 28 hour day, please let me know. So it's the same 20. So it's like, how do you maximize that? And um, if we all could do that, it will really just take things to the next level in how we interact, how we receive things, how we do things. And I, you know, I love, um, you know, I want, you know, my goal is to continue spreading the message, reaching out to different audiences, like whoever wants me to share, like I thank you for giving me the opportunity to share, um, just continue doing that, write about it, speak about it. And that's where I really see myself um, growing with this message is really empowering as many people as I can. That's fantastic. So on that note, what do you feel inspires you every day? What wakes you up? What what brings you joy? Uh, every day, I am inspired by my two little boys. I have a five-year-old and a son that's going to be two years old next month. And they inspire me because I really believe in building a, building a dynasty, leaving a legacy. Uh, my, my son's names are Elias and Eden. And Eden is, you know, a new beginning, a new mm -hmm. legacy, a new start. And um, you know, so I, I really believe that everything, you know, you know, there's a saying, you know, you know, people plant seeds, but don't get to see the forest sometime in their lifetime. So my, when I pour into them, so into them, knowledge and information, I mean, just to think about the possibilities of 
what they will be able to do because they're getting this information at two. You're getting this information at five. I mean, it took me like all these years to start figuring certain things out. So can you imagine like what life would be having that information at such that supportive information at an early age. So that's what brings me joy, possibility. Um, the word intentional is a word that inspires me. As I'm realizing more and more about life, it's about being intentional. It's like nothing is just gonna fall into your lap and just happen. You have to set the attention and really try to work and make it happen. So I like that. I Those that. inspire me. So it, when it comes to helping others, how do you see, how do you see the, the beginning for that person? Like, what is the process that you help them to get ready to go through the process of, you know, gaining time? You can't really gain time, but, you know, like improving their, their productivity, improving their presence, improving, you know, even connecting to their passion. Like, what are those first few steps that you help a person with? Yeah, share, so, share with the with the audience as to what they could what first steps that they can take to get started on this journey. Right. So you know the purpose of of you know one of one of the results for um, maximizing your productivity is so you can have more energy. So I like to work with people in three steps: making time, then making an impression, and leaving an impact. So we talk about making time. We look at your time. How are you mm -hmm. spending your time? Is it productive? Prioritize it where it is that you nice. need to be. How to have, how to have a seat at the table. How to know whether or not you even need to be at that table. So I talk about RSVP. <laughs> rapidly see the value presented. So you need to think. Do I even need to RSVP for this? You know, <laughs> so that's like the first stage. Second stage is make an impression. So now you're in the room. So we, so the first part, we need to decide whether or not you need to RSVP to be in the room. Now you're in the room. How are you showing up? How are you making an impression? So that's how you speak. Every time you speak, you are auditioning for leadership. You, how you present yourself. Um, that's where my fashion design background comes in. And really, how do you present yourself on the outward, um, you know, appearance? And then mm -hmm. when you leave the room, so that's the last step, is when you leave the room, what impact are you leaving? What is your brand? Because when, you, when you're not in the room, people are talking about you. And what they're saying about you, that's all part of your brand. So what impact are you leaving? And, 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 and all of that connects to your passion. What are you mm -hmm. passionate about? everyone has something that they're passionate about and that passion is what's going to drive your energy it's it's your signature it's your distinctive factor so that's how when i work with people those are like the 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 the, the circle the phases that we we go through and we work on yes i love it and so if you had to i mean you've gone through like a lot of great testimonials, a lot of great issues in regards to finding, you know, connecting to yourself, right? And it really, they're not really issues, but like opportunities that you were able to grow into this person that you are today. If you had to talk to Shamika, you know, the young, the younger Shamika, what would you tell her? 
what I would say to my younger self, um, I think for me, I, you know, I spent a lot of time in my earlier career separating the different facets of who I was. So this is who I am on the outside. This is who I am in this arena. And I think as I learned how to integrate and fully bring in all the pieces of who I am and truly mm. be authentic about it, that's when I truly was unapologetic and really just felt the uh, uh, being being empowered to be who I really who I really am. So that that I would just say I wish I have done that earlier. I wish um, also trying to please people, always trying to be a people pleaser and really just um, learn how to do that um, and, 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 and learn how to set boundaries earlier. Okay, so I see he's, he's looking for your attention. So for the last, <laughs> the last question is, uh, if someone wanted to, if, if someone wanted to reach out to you, Shamika, like how can they connect with you? Yes. So if someone wants to reach out to me, I, uh, the best place is shamikabrathwaite.com, S-H-E-M-E-K-A-B-R-A-T-H-W-I-T-E.com. So that's the best place that would lead you to all my resources and all my social media sites. I love it. Any last advice that you would share with the audience? Yes. So my last advice, especially in the times that we're in right now, maximize it. Um, you know, it's very easy to, to let um, circumstances um, hold us back. But this, this is a time where, where you could uh, really be strategic and come out on the other side strong and accomplish with many different things. So really just maximize this season that, and, and then also enjoy, we are, when was the last time, if ever, you had a time in history where everybody was able to, to hit the reset button and really just have time to, to be home with their loved ones and their family and, and have this time to, to not be involved with the hustle and bustle of commuting and traveling. So just really take, make the most of this time. That would be my advice. Love it. And so if you had to overall share with someone your, your purpose, your purpose statement, how you serve others. Yep. So I would say that I, I work with professional women who are the bread makers, the bread, the, the, the breadwinners, the bread makers and the crumb sweepers. These are women who, <laughs> who are really trying to be successful in whatever it is that they define as success. And I really just am here to support them in a variety of different ways so they can, you know, um, increase their fluence and have greater impact. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Amika, for being here and sharing those golden nuggets with us. Uh, definitely um, paying attention to our productivity, right, to, to make the best of the time that we have. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, everyone, as you as Shamika mentioned, it is so important to have that work balance. Yes, it's great to have peak performance. Yes, it's great to be a high achiever, but boundaries are important to, into our lives, especially if your mom, wife, or any kind of way help serving others. It is important to take care of yourself 
take care of those goals, but most importantly, ensure that there is a time limit to how you add value to others and to yourself. With that, I want to say thank you, and I look forward to seeing you soon.